Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? We are here after a little hiatus. Um, Dubs beat the Hawks tonight. Um, We're actually joined by Matt, who's in the bay right now <laughs> um but yeah dub's got a good win tonight that wanted to hop on and, and talk to the to the fam real quick uh, let's, let's see what we got what we got hey guys yeah i mean obviously um they got a win which is obviously good for them but that really wasn't the story of the night it was and there's so many things i'm sure you guys are going to get into jonathan kaminga tonight um you know, but the, the, the story of the night is Decky and the tribute um, that was paid to him. And we haven't um, had an episode since, you know, the news came down. So um, I'm not sure how much you, you, you and Kareem are planning to talk about it. But I it was really emotional. And kind of being here, I mean, I'm sure you could see it on TV and everyone could get that. But like being here and seeing everyone, um, it, it, just seeing it close up like that, it really, um, it really impacted this team a lot. Um, and I, I just, one, I sort of tweeted this earlier, but want, hope the fan base can be thoughtful and mindful of that, you know, because I see things like, what's wrong with staff? And, criticizing things and uh, like I don't know that people like you have players that were in the room when this event happened um, it, it's a very traumatic event for the entire organization from top to bottom and they're going to be dealing with this like everyone's going to go back to life but they're going to be dealing with this um, for the rest of the season and beyond so um one, I just need people to be measured, but also, you know, from what I've been hearing, you know, the Warriors may not end up doing a trade anymore. Who knows? And Zeki's death could be a large reason for that because there's a lot of, um, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's, there's feeling right now, like in terms of being grateful and they didn't trust each other and maybe they should just keep things intact and you know be more positive 
And so whether that's valid or not, whether this is just the immediate reaction, it may affect even their business dealings and how they move. And I think people need to be understanding of that. You know, it, like it could galvanize a team and I'm not saying you need death to galvanize, but we just don't know what the reaction, like we don't know how it's going to impact them. Um, but just understand that it's, it has a great impact for the rest of the season. So um, even in their business decisions, not just the players on the court. So, cause I know if they don't make a trade, we'll hear, Oh, same old warriors as usual, but no, like this, death traumatized the org um, and they're processing that and that affects even the business decisions they're going to make for the team at least right now in the near future or possibly and it may not they might still do something but it's there's just a lot of things being considered right now so um, you know it's heartbreaking and like even talking about this is like you saw his wife and it was just like really sad like this is so much bigger than basketball and we're gonna obviously do our jobs and we're gonna have a podcast tonight and talk about it but these are life changing things these have ramifications and so uh, you know just you know sending love and support and prayers to his family and just asking everyone to kind of be patient and understanding with them right now they are going through something they are going through something real. So that's all I wanted to just hop on and say. Um, wish I could stay with you guys, but I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful pod. I'm going to go ahead to the post game now. So I'm sorry if my camera's a little off. I've been trying to adjust it. I just gave up. So, um, <laughs> but thank you for having me and you guys have fun. <laughs> all right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Matt. Later. Later. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center 
anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right. So it's just us. It's just, just us. us. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to do her thing um, post-game, asking questions and stuff like that. You guys be on the lookout on Twitter for anything that she posts, um, having to do with the games, any questions and stuff. But, yeah, she hit the nail right in the head, right? This team is going through something right now, and they did get a good win, which is, you know, something to bring some positive energy to the whole thing. But, obviously, a very, very sad time. Um, within the organization, within the fan base, obviously within the basketball world, right? We saw yeah. the type of effect that he had across the world, especially in Serbia and in, in the places that he, you know, coached and, Coach. and played and, and do, did, did what he did and affected all those lives. Um, all across the NBA, guys were just kind of expressing their, you know, sorrow for his loss. And um, just a sad time, just a sad time. Um, but it was, yeah. it was, it was good that they got the that the win, you know, just to lift people's spirits in this, you know, very tough time. Yeah, and and how they came out to and played, they really had a lot of energy, and you saw that the joy, the joy was back mm -hmm. with them, and I know they poured a lot of that into it to honor Decky because of his very positive energy around just you, everybody who spoke about him spoke about, mentioned his joy, like mm -hmm. all the time, anybody that they interviewed, any of the posts, it was all about joy and, you know, his just positive energy constantly. So that it, the tribute was just so moving Mm -hmm. and emotional that just talking about it now, I'm like, oh my gosh. And, you know, I didn't know him personally, but to see just how he clearly um, was a huge part of the team. Um, just some of the players coming to tears, watching the tribute and all of that. So you, so we know that it's still very, very raw and, I know it felt good for them also to kind of just get back out there for such a long, you know, mm -hmm. layoff. Uh, but it was, I think, good to feed their souls, I guess, you, you know, just mm -hmm. to knowing that they have to push forward and continue um, because this is what Decky would have wanted. Like they said, he would have wanted them to play and to get this win really, you know, I know that, that that they really really wanted it for him and secondly for themselves mm -hmm. so yeah for sure for sure i mean i was listening to the draymond podcast the other day and he was talking about like you try to use basketball as an outlet and then like i mean he was a basketball coach so it's just right. intertwined in that world for them so that's not even an outlet for them um or I guess an escape from the reality of it. Right. So, I mean, the, they did a good job of just embracing the moment and taking a chance to honor him and, and 
do what you know they love to do and it turned out in a, in a pretty good win for the team that like you said the team really needed for more than one reason um and obviously this is all bigger than basketball but speaking to the basketball they they needed a win right they did. Like, <laughs> the last the last game that we've seen them play before all of this happened was a loss to the Memphis Grizzlies yeah um who obviously just aren't fielding a very serious team even though they beat the Miami Heat tonight uh, so they needed a win they're they're low on the standings they're trying to climb their way back up especially prior to the trade deadline just to kind of put things into a better perspective of what they have and what they're working with and you know like nat said maybe they maybe they just aren't in the emotional space to make any changes but just from a basketball perspective they do need to you know play serious basketball from here from here on out right to the rest of the season yeah at this point period so i guess just looking at the game itself uh the story of the game player wise was obviously jonathan kaminga who had a perfect night 25 yeah. points, 11 for 11 from the field, which is a <laughs> it's a it's a tying franchise history with uh, right. Chris Mullins. Yeah, exactly. So. Most makes without a miss in franchise history tied with Chris Mullin for 11. Yeah. Um, he was a plus 18, nine rebounds, led the team rebounds, two steals, two blocks, just very focused. Clearly, very. yes. Um, wasn't making a ton of mistakes, if any at all. He was a hawk on the ball, picking up 94 feet. And this is the type of this is the type of player that you envision him being, right? At his best, right? This is one of those ceiling games where it just mm -hmm. shows you the full package offensively and defensively, using his athleticism, using his skill. Um, a lot of people don't acknowledge that his mid-range shot is very, very potent. Like he hits it at a really high clip. Um, he he's not a three-point shooter, but he can still hit that mid-range pretty consistently. It's kind of like Westbrookian. Like Westbrook used to be pretty cash from the mid-range, but he wasn't the best three-point shooter. But right, um, yeah. I mean, it's not much more we can say about JK's performance. <laughs> we we just want to see more of that uh, going forward. Yeah. Which you know he ha he has been pretty consistent. Yeah, he's had some hiccups here and there, but hopefully this just Yo, let's just keep riding it just like this. Mm -hmm. And you and again, you don't have to start to to play well and to play a lot of minutes. For sure. I mean, sure. what I was he at? His... 25 minutes or 20 29. 29 minutes. So look, and, and he came off the bench and was key in mm -hmm. this win. Yep. I mean, this is his fourth straight game of 20 points or more, and it's his fourth game of not starting. I want to say he might not have started the game before, but he don't got to start. Like I said, he he just needs to be featured. That's he's very much like Jordan, and and I anticipated going into the season that he would have to fill in that role as just young guy, a lot of upside, can score the ball, can do a lot of things out there that nobody else on the team can do. So he is needed, and he has a lot of talent, right? So whether he starts or comes off the bench or whatever he needs to be, that talent needs to be put on display and he needs to be put in a position to let that talent kind of shine through. Um, and it's up to the players around him to cover up for whatever weaknesses he may have as he's progressing in his career and becoming a more experienced player. Um, yeah. But they were feeding him in the post. Like <laughs> the ball was getting to him mm -hmm. and 
he was also carving it up himself and saying, oh, wait, nope, I see, I see this right here. I'm going. Mm-hmm. So that, that was good to see. And like you said, picking up 94 feet on defense and staying engaged the entire time, which is always the, all right, yeah, yeah. homie, what you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that was good, but just a perfect game. Perfect game. Kaminga. And so. it was, it was something I tweeted during the game. Like he, he looks at these other like big athletic young guys, like a uh, Jalen Johnson, who's been, great for the Hawks this season. Like he's kind of like the hipster player of the year, right? Where all people who like are tuned into teams, nobody else really watches, yeah. <laughs> like loves these players. Like Herb Jones was that a few years ago. Like, yeah, it's Jalen Johnson this year. Um, he's a good player. He's a good player. He was a lottery pick himself. Um, he kind of went down to the G league, kind of his height died down because he wasn't like out of the gate as a rookie. Great. But now he's kind of coming into his own. And he had a good game today, 21, 9, and 6. But, like, at no point in the game did he look like he could do anything with Jonathan. Jonathan was just, like, doing whatever he wanted. Put him into the cup, shooting in his face. Um, Like, he just looks more athletic, stronger. Everything that makes Jalen good, Jonathan just looked like he was a little bit better at this this game. Yeah, for sure. Um, And Jonathan kind of does that when he sees these other young guys, like, that are at his age group, you know, like, he played well against Franz Wagner the mm-hmm. uh, like earlier this season. Yeah, he always plays well against the Trailblazers and Shaden Sharp. So he kind of takes these a little personal. You can tell, right? I was just gonna say he takes that as a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, all right, I, I, let me see, let me see. You know, so right. he goes out there to to show out, but still, he was making the smart plays and taking mm-hmm. his time and not rushing and not kind of like feeding into his own height, you know? Right. He allowed the game to come to him as well as I'm going to take this game, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so th- that was that was really, really great to see. True, exactly. Um, other players who had great games, the league, not league, the team leader in plus minus was Draymond Green, who also came off the bench. Uh, I'm not sure how long that'll last, but came off the bench. He was a plus 19. Jump shot is still there. We're it's waiting still- for it to <laughs> okay. waiting for it to come back down to earth. <laughs> he had two three. We're not wishing it away. We're not right. wishing it away. <laughs> like- right. um, but yeah, stuff the stat yeah. sheet: twelve points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. He's looking. I mean, and when he's played this season, he's looked like the best version of what we can expect right. Draymond to look like at this point, which is very encouraging. But it's also very frustrating that he just has been suspended for. Or has gotten suspended for like 20 plus games at this point in the right. season. Hopefully he's done with suspensions, period, for the rest of his career. Not right. Work. Right. <laughs> um, because he's still very, very good. Like, yeah. Is, and you I mean, saw it on the defensive end. You saw just how he impacts it just being available. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's clicking, everybody's moving, knowing where to go, and having the kind of just like, who I don't have to do everything because I know he's there mm-hmm. to to make up for any kind of lapse or whatever. But you don't feel like uh, uh, everybody's just kind of like on a string at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's the quarterback of the defense. A lot of times, especially when Steph isn't on the court, he's the quarterback of the offense. We saw at the end of the quarter, uh, I think it was the third quarter, 
Um, he they they had like 12 seconds left, and he said, "Everybody yep. stop." Yep. Play, come get the ball. Run the pick <laughs> yep. and roll with me. Two people gonna go with you. You give it to me. He ended up messing up messing up the pass to Kaminga for the dunk. Yeah, because that was gonna ball, be. Yeah, that would have like, you know, kind of yeah. pretty much put the game away. But the play call itself, the understanding of time and situation, that's mm-hmm. what they've been missing, especially with him and Chris Paul when they were both out. Now that Draymond is back, um, you know, a lot of the things just flow a lot easier because of his, his IQ, his understanding, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of oh, play call. Yeah, bring it, bring it, because he, he was doing it. Like, he had himself a game as well. He did. Yeah, 24 points he had five threes him and steph both kind of struggled from uh from two point range right <laughs> <laughs> but i mean his shot look his shot looked pretty good right he's, he's taking it with confidence with speed and um you know he had a, had a few good defensive plays as well got a block on dejounte that led yep. to a dunk he looks pretty spry i mean it's kind of it's obviously unfortunate circumstances but i'm sure just from a body perspective like having the time off that they did probably you know put a little juice in the old legs for sure yeah we we could see that because he he was moving everywhere and recovering and just still again hitting his shots and and things like that and staying staying locked in on both ends of the floor and mm-hmm. not you know there was no slumping there was none of that it was all like yo let's go yeah. We we got this. We can keep this up, you know. So that was really good to see. And like yeah. you said, Stefan got it going, you know, in that second half. But hey, and you can see the difference now with Draymond back. Now Stefan can actually play the defense that he knows how to play and not having to just do silly fouls because he's tired, because he's had mm-hmm. to carry a lot more but you saw yeah. in this he's taking the pepsi challenge you know he's on to uh to murray you know so it's mm-hmm. like hey he's doing it so you just you just saw the difference in For having sure. draymond back and now what people can actually focus on yeah yeah he, he covers up so much and he allows people to like you said focus on a singular task and try to do their best job in that task uh, speaking of Steph, he had 25 points. It didn't seem like he had that much. <laughs> right. And then he just somehow had 25 and eight. Um, he's, I mean, he's still Steph. He, the, yeah. I think the rhythm on his shots around the rim are going to get there as the season kind of progresses and they get into a better rhythm overall. But I mean, the three point shot looked good. He was five for eight tonight. I think the attempts are going to go up as a, you know, as they progress, but 31 minutes, not too much playing better defense. I think he can get even better on the defensive end, but overall a pretty good game from him. Uh, Pods had a nice game. He had 10 points. I saw him tweet earlier. I don't know if it was today or yesterday where someone put out an article pretty much saying like he hit a rookie. Right, he hit a wall. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, I'm taking he notes. He a little, yeah, <laughs> taking notes emoji there. I like that type of stuff, right? Like I like that yeah. competitive nature. I like that, like I keep receipts. Steph is the same way as well. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't just outwardly say it, but he definitely keeps receipts and stuff. And it just shows like a, you know, a fire. It shows that type of like you care about, you know, how you play. You care about all these like 
kind of, I guess, going against all these narratives or whenever someone says anything about you, you want to prove them wrong and prove yourself right. So that's kind of like a good indicator of someone who has a good work ethic, someone who has, you know, takes the game very seriously. And those type of players that typically, you know, improve over time. Jonathan is another one. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. You know, you know, he, you know, he watching. <laughs> he want, yeah. He wants that, that recognition. He wants people to understand like how good of a player he is. And, and that's why he takes these challenges and these things so personal. Um, Oh, and on pods, you know, his hook shot was hooking finally um, yeah. and got his little float game back. So it was good to see he was he was making some really uh, smart plays and uh, taking the right shots, mm-hmm. you know, so was it wasn't, you know, going too too wild in there. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, well, pods, I think it's just a matter of his touch getting to a comfortable level you can tell that like these are shots that he's comfortable taking. It's just the fact that like, you just got to work on them a little bit more. You got to get a little bit stronger, um, get a better rhythm and all that type of stuff. And then those shots start to go in more frequently. But I mean, he's a player. He's, he's someone they should definitely look to invest in long-term, keep him on the roster, let him grow within the system. And I think he's going to turn into a very, very good player. And uh, I mean, I think he'll do that alongside Jonathan. (laughs) Alongside Trace, uh, I think at this yeah. point, especially, I mean, given the flashes, right, with Jonathan, it's it's clear that he's going to be a player. Like, no matter how good you think he's going to be, I think at the very least, he's a starter somewhere. At the very least, he's, I think, a starter on a contender, right? I think he'll be mm-hmm. that good. Uh, ultimately, he's only 21. So I think, I think his floor is somewhere around like an Aaron Gordon type of player, mm-hmm. right? Like he can start on a championship team that, that in itself puts you in an elite company of player. Um, so I think he's worth investing in long-term. If you can find a way to keep him, but still add talent to this roster, then I think that's the move. I don't think you should be like necessarily shopping JK, you know, like I don't think there's any more all NBA players, all stars that are available at the moment. So I think you you got you got something good here, so you should probably keep him in house, unless a deal just knocks you out of the water, you know. And I don't see a deal doing that, so no, probably not. Yeah, probably not. I think he's here to stay. <laughs> yeah, he's here to stay. Um, I guess we can look ahead. I don't really want to go into like trade stuff, just given the, you know, the yeah. The yeah, and with what Nat said, it's kind of like if you did a trade now, because you really have like till I think next week or whatever, or the week after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just with the loss that they had, and then you're now going to move someone out who has probably been with the team for a good minute and you guys are close or whatever, it just would be like that on top of now you're ripping this it's just like we can't take it um you know but again who knows it could just be business is business and we do what we got to do but you know like you said we we that's like whatever they do that's what they do we don't have to focus on that and you didn't even mention uh andrew wiggins who was playing the defense that we remember Mm-hmm. And he was. both him and Kaminga 
sharing the court together with Draymond, it was pretty good. So they they got a lot of run out of that. And so I was actually, um, I was impressed. I was encouraged uh, by seeing that. And you saw that Andrew actually had some energy and he's still hitting his free throws, which is so good. So yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. He did, he did have a great, um, you know, defensive game, especially when he was like matched up with DeJounte one-on-one, his size kind of overwhelmed DeJounte. And DeJounte is like obviously a player who uses athleticism and his quickness a lot. And if he can get you off balance, then he'll pull up and go into his mid range pull up, but he can't really like do that on players like Wiggins. Um, so when he's seeing the other teams like best defender, one of their better defenders, he's probably not going to be like that type of player. So that was a great job from Wiggins there. Uh, he did have five rebounds in 29 minutes. He was a plus 11. He had 12 points. Would like to see the three ball kind of return. But other than that, I think he had a, he had a pretty solid game. Yeah. I mean, in that three that he took uh, in the fourth, I think it was the fourth. It looked good. I thought it was going in. It just, you know, and came out. But it looked good coming off that I thought, all right, he just missed but you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. but but it looks like he he's getting there he's getting there but uh this it's is good a, yeah it's just a matter of him like doing it more than one one game at a time they play again tomorrow night so this is true games where you're really locked in defensively and um i mean we i think we all can acknowledge that wiggins is very much for lack of a better term, dependent on Draymond defensively mm. to kind of like mm-hmm. provide that energy, right? Because Wiggins isn't someone who just has a never-ending motor. He's someone who kind of has to be revved up a little bit and he revs <laughs> right. up players like, better than than Draymond Green. Right, right? we're going out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like kind of bring that, like kind of on him to bring that fire. I think Draymond yeah. would do that and get the best out of him there. And um, this that lineup that you were mentioning, like the trio with Wiggins and Kaminga that's probably their highest upside lineup, right? You have four guys who are six, 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 seven, and above athletic. Well, Clay's not really athletic, but like longer guy, right. Uh, right. Stocky, you know, and that's, you're probably your best offensive lineup with size and athleticism. You got Kaminga going to the rim. You got Stephen Clay shooting the ball and Wiggins, at least the best Sometimes. version of Wiggins. Right. Provide <laughs> some shooting and some finishing around the rim. Yeah. Raymond kind of doing like the the quarterback thing. And I mean, he's been shooting threes better now too. So I want to see them lean into that lineup until the trade deadline. Honestly, like that should be your go-to lineup just to see what you got. Cause that's the lineup that you would have to use against the better teams in the league anyway. So just see if it's actually good. <laughs> yeah, they uh, did have an extended run this in this particular game. It mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't a quick hook at all. It was like, oh, all right, yeah. they playing. Look, 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 yeah, look. Yeah. <laughs> especially especially in the second quarter. Um, that's when they kind of went on a little run. Yeah, and then Steph kind of did some little boneheaded stuff at the end of the second quarter. <laughs> right, some weirdness. But, yeah, but um, it was, it was cool. they, they got a few fast breaks out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean. They they gotta they gotta see what they got with it. Like they should be forcing a lot of turnovers with that. They should be getting out in transition and Kaminga and Wiggins should be just it should be dunk city. And when once they put right. enough pressure on the rim, it's more threes for Steph and Clay. And that's like Warriors basketball right there. So I hope they can 
get more minutes out of that lineup and just kind of see what they have with that. For sure. But, but, uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, looking ahead, they got the Kings tomorrow night, or I guess tonight. Yeah. If you're on, if you're on the East Coast. <laughs> East Coast. <laughs> right. Uh, seems like this is the one thousandth time they've played the Kings. <laughs> right. It really the, does feel like that. Like my they gosh. Play, they play the Kings every other day. Um, and the Kings aren't playing particularly well, I don't think. No, they have not been. Um, no. but again, they're coming after Big Brother, so they'll be sure to kind of turn it up and mm-hmm. everything. But we hope that we also turn it up as well. So. Yes, yes, because they <laughs> owe the Kings, they, they, they do, they, they do. owe the Kings. Um, they shouldn't have lost the game they lost to them with the Malik Monk prayer shot but they were up five with like 10 seconds left or something like that i don't know something crazy yeah so they owe the kings is going to be in chase uh obviously so they need to beat them take care of home take care of home take care of home take care of home after that i don't think they play again for a few days if i'm not mistaken yeah i thought it was like maybe uh uh, we play saturday saturday yeah. Okay. So, and they get a day. <laughs> yeah. Get a day. Get a day. <laughs> but I mean, this is a nice little homestand right here. Uh, Atlanta, then Sacramento, then Los Angeles, then Philly, all at home. Then they go on the road. Right. And that's like the pre-trade deadline stretch right there. All those road games, and then we'll just see if everyone makes it back to. <laughs> right. on Everybody the- come out. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll send your things. No, I'm just yeah. No. Wow. That's, crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So Sacramento tomorrow at 10. We got anything? Got anything else? Nope. Just uh, you know, a rest in peace to uh Decky. For sure. For sure. Rest in peace to Decky. We didn't do like a Decky dedication pod. We're just kind of letting everybody take the take the news in and kind of you know, go through their emotions the way that they go through them individually, but very much uh, 
rest in peace to him. Thankful for what he brought to the franchise. Obviously, all the players were affected by him, both on and off the court, particularly the big men on the team. Mm -hmm. He's been credited with like helping Loon take another leap in his career, which ultimately helped the Warriors win a championship in 2022. So he's very much like a warrior, um, you know, for life and in, you know, and in death. So shout out to him. Uh, They're going to wear that DM on their jersey for the foreseeable future mm-hmm. and it's 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 warranted right he's he's a legend both for the warriors franchise but for the yeah. basketball world as a whole All right so um we'll see you guys next time tomorrow right we'll be on after the king's game so we'll be able to chat with you guys there let's see if we can get some hearts going. can we get it can we get it it's not gonna you let gotta me lift yours up you gotta lift yours up i gotta lift it up let me see Get him. Hey. Yeah, there we hey. go. Hey. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we will see you guys tomorrow night. Peace. Hasta mañana.